This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Squire Radio. I'm Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, good afternoon to you too, sir. I am so glad to be talking to you right now. I know, right? It's been a couple weeks here, and uh, man, we're just kind of getting back in gear, man. Things are fresh. Things are new. Things are uh, <laughs> things are good. <laughs> yeah, you'd always hesitate to say like it's been a couple of weeks because you know through the through the magic of theater of the mind. Uh, no, we've been here every single week for the last. Oh, we don't miss weeks. a step, baby. No. Not at not at all. Uh-uh. <laughs> we we didn't record a bunch of stuff early on to make sure that we'd be covered for the move and everything. No, we. <laughs> you think we prepare like that? No, man, this is off the cuff. Right? right. No, that's exactly right. It's been a lot of fun. Lots of things going on. Um, kind of insane, but yeah, getting getting back in the saddle here, recording uh, me, me and and Jackson, you in Houston, and uh, just getting it all getting it all going, man. You, you've had some uh, some insane stuff going on yourself, though, man. Uh, I, I know, even though uh, overall things are good, you've had uh, some personal stuff going on. You want to do, do you want to share any about that, Bo? Yeah, man. Thanks for that. Um, so this last past week, you may have seen it on Twitter, um, and the, you know, uh, you know, we, we're going to get to a great show here, and this is just kind of a, a brief let's know what's kind of going on in, in my world um, yeah at the same time i i do want to acknowledge like you know we we are a pipe smoking show that's what we do but we also have made a you know a part of the um nexus of our show is bringing our personal lives into this stuff and and bo you've had you know some big life events and so i, I think our uh listeners many of whom have become our friends you know want to know that kind of stuff yeah man i appreciate that yeah so i, I mentioned on twitter uh this last past week but um my grandfather passed away uh a few days ago and it was a uh, it was a very trying process. We we got the word on Monday that it was heading in that direction. Uh, yeah. Last Monday that it was heading in that direction, and then it's it was almost like daily phone calls. You you weren't sure if this was it or, or if this was it or if this was it. This is someone who has been a very influential figure in my life. Somebody who has um, just really been a, a, a massive inspiration. Uh, he was. A very strong man. He was a storyteller. Uh, he was a lawyer uh, and dedicated to pursuing justice. And yeah, uh, man, the other thing too is, I mean, if you if you took his picture at my age and my picture and put them right next to each other, I mean, it is almost the spitting image. It's it's kind of haunting, really. Man, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And so um, anyway, he was a he, he was a just a, a great leader for our family, and uh, and it was a massive family. Ours is a a blended family where. Um, you know, along well before I was born, uh, my grandmother passed away and he married a widow who had had several kids. He had several kids. You know, I often tell people you don't get a family our size unless you're either a uh, kind of a Brady Bunch situation or you're Catholic. Yeah. In this case, it was both. It was <laughs> so, both. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so it is, it's a pretty massive family. But I was honored to be able to give his eulogy, um, which was a big deal and, and uh, very special yeah. to me. And um, yeah, so it was a, it was a difficult difficult last past week, um, especially right after the move being fresh and everything. But the family came together uh, and honored him, and uh, just as a kind of a tribute, I want to kind of give this this episode to Papa, um, just as as somebody who, uh, without him, in every sense of the word, I would not be here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Did you you called your grandfather Papa? Is that right? I did, man. I did. Uh, he was a yeah. uh, you know, in in the at, at the very like tail end, they were asking uh, the grandchildren to call in, and he couldn't respond, but just to talk to him over the phone and 
Um, he actually, he wrote a book. I don't, I, this is, I don't think it was ever, you know, like it was a self-published type situation. So, I mean, it's not like it went into circulation, but, but he wrote a book that I've had on my shelf. And so I kind of got it. And at the end of his, his book, the, the primary character is at the end of his life. And it's such a beautiful description of, of a life well lived and wow uh, passing on. And so the book he wrote was, was based off of stories that he told me, I'm going to get emotional here. I'm not meaning to, but, uh, but it was based off stories that he told me and my, my cousins when we were kids sleeping over at his house. And and so, um, uh, you know, not knowing exactly, you know, I I shared my thoughts with them and, and then just kind of sat and I read to him over the phone and I I read him that, that last chapter of, of the story. And it was a a very special, you know, I, I don't know how much he heard or comprehended at that point, but yeah. I know for me yeah. anyway, it was a really cathartic uh, experience. Yeah, it's incredible, so. man. Yeah, what a, what an amazing experience. He sounds like a, a really fascinating person too. And, um, you know, just the kind of ultimate figure in your family there that was the nexus of a lot of things. And, um, man, you were able to um, honor that up to the very end. And, and um, I mean, that, that's that's wonderful. I know it was really uh, difficult for y'all, but I'm, um, I'm, I'm glad to walk through through it with you and uh, glad to glad to be here with your brother. And I'm, uh, I'm proud of how you handled it. So. I appreciate that, man. And like we yeah. said, Papa, this one's for you. This one's for you. Yep. All right. We got some great things that are going on in the pipe community, man. Uh, the big one, man, of course, you are going to Chicago this year. I am, man. Gosh, we are um, right at right at a month away. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. That first uh, weekend there in May, uh, the Chicago Pipe Show, of course, you know, big mecca of pipe collectors and, and pipe uh, vendors and trinket salesmen and tobacconists <laughs> and everything else. <laughs> we are so excited, man. Yeah, so I'll be I'll be heading up there on May 2nd and staying through uh, the end of that weekend, the 5th. And uh, just so excited, man. It's still there at the creepy hotel that we've come to know and love, Pheasant Run Resort uh, <laughs> there in uh, in St. Charles. <laughs> and really? uh it's so creepy. Dude, it's so creepy, man. You know, it, it it's funny. Uh, it, interestingly enough, you know, uh, last weekend was my first anniversary, right? And yep. so uh, my wife and I, we went to, I found some really cheap airplane tickets. And, you know, I've never been to Colorado. And we have Frontier Airlines here in, in Jackson now. And they fly to, to Denver. And I was like, well, man, really cheap tickets to go into Denver. Let's let's do that. And so we, we went out there. We made kind of a tour of the area. But one of the places I wanted to go see was Estes Park. Well, Estes Park has a hotel called the Stanley. It's a hundred year old oddity hotel up on top of this uh, kind of hill overlooking a valley that's uh, up near Rocky Mountain National Park. And uh, the Stanley is where The Shining was set. (laughs) 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 And the whole time, you know, so we're staying at this hotel and it's like there's literally people have scrawled like red rum into the walls. Oh my gosh, seriously? I'm dead serious. You know, people (laughs) take these, uh, you know, trips to uh, room 217 to take photos in front of it and they have a, you know, Stephen King's favorite drink at the bar, which is where he was inspired by the old barkeep there back in the early 70s to write this novel and all this kind of stuff. But uh, it was just so funny. And as it was, you know, my wife and I were kind of looking around this hotel and, and picking on it and also enjoying the fact of what it was. I was I was thinking in my mind, like, you know, th- this this reminds me a lot of, of the Pheasant Run. But, yes. you know, but... <laughs> Oh, it kind of does, except, you know, the pheasant run doesn't, uh, you know, you, you're not uh, eating off gold plates or anything there. But, um, yeah, I, 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 the more the, the more we talk about it, the more I feel like, man, the pheasant run probably should not hire me. As no. a, <laughs> yeah, we, we are not the spokespeople <laughs> as a spokesman. But, man, we, I tell you, though, we as much as we pick on it, it, it's it is a great venue. I mean, think about in today's world, you know, the perfect place for, uh, you know, pipe smokers to gather. Man, they really are gracious. And so we're, we're obviously very thankful for them. And. 
going to Pheasant Run, man, uh, for the Chicago <laughs> Pipe Show, and uh, and we're stoked. So it should be a good time. All right, just make sure, make sure, John David, you got your you got your phone with you. It is charged up. You are ready yep. to collect those interviews because that's yeah, the, the thing. The, the problem is with though. Yeah, the, the the problem is though. I've got this dog on Android now, and I don't know what to do with oh, it. So I may I, I, I may have to I may have to show you some. You may have to give me some pointers, some uh, <laughs> a kind of an Android primer on how to deal with this until I can get through to my my upgrade when I get my next iPhone. So, right, yeah. right. I know, <laughs> I know. Look, man. All right. So of course we've also got some other news that's going on. Not just uh, some major pipe shows happening here in the United States, but of course across the pond. Uh, following the success of the 2017 and 2018 UK Pipe Show, they're coming back, baby. That's right. Sunday, 26 May 2019. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. They will also be once again meeting at the uh, the same venue, which is the Canal House, Nottingham, England. Uh, and attendance is free. So you really don't have any excuse not to be there unless, of course, you're over here uh yeah. once once again there will uh have some of the cream of the crop british pipe makers in attendance such as ian walker of northern briars uh chris kelly of eldritch pipes chris asquith of asquith pipes and mike billington of blakemar pipes uh also you, know, you just said all those names and i don't think you messed up a single one of I, yeah them. i don't think i did right That's, yeah but uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you continue because <laughs> you're not you're not done with the notes yet but but i mean i man I'm, i just want to communicate how proud i am yeah yeah okay Okay, th- thanks for setting me up to fail. Also <laughs> in attendance will be Sam Bramammer. There you go. That's the bow I know and love. <laughs> <laughs> of GQ Tobaccos uh, and the Pipe Rack. And we will be hosting a raffle, a small charity auction, and of course, slow smoking competition. Uh, this is, by the way, information coming from our friend over there, Token Tommy. Uh, yeah. Token Tommy, buddy. Here's the thing. Uh, you know, I think it's great that uh, the, the, you know, the UK Pipe Show is coming back. I think it's great that it's got this this life to it uh you know and I, I think it's even better that you've got this long smoke competition uh you know i don't know that y'all have announced what kind of tobacco you want to be the long smoke competition tobacco i mean i'm sure that you've got great tobacconists <laughs> over across the pond but can see but, where this is going a mile away well here's the deal like when it all comes down to it uh you know it makes the most sense to represent the good people of the uk with the most superior tobacco that has ever graced the face of this planet and of course I'm talking about the wonderful, <laughs> the regal, the the uh, uh, ju- judicious, the 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 white rose. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just threw it in there. The white rose. That's what you want. You want white rose tobacco. Uh, there is no need for a war of the roses because we also we also know the white rose is raised triumphant in the modern era. So no, that's uh, right. No, we we killed off Lancaster. Uh, appropriately. It's gone. It's Correct. dead. Yeah. Yes. And so uh, yeah. It's what what better way to celebrate pipe smoking in the United Kingdom than to uh, than to smoke for your uh, you know your long smoke competition a tobacco blended in Mississippi. Yeah, well, <laughs> hey hey, don't don't no no, sh- 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 sh. no no no. Yes, the white rose. That's what you want uh, mm, for the glory of Yorkshire. Mm. Uh, yep. let's, let, let's 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 we'll, do that. We'll we'll be waiting on that phone call. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> man. Uh, also, speaking of wonderful events that are going on uh, very very soon, how about an event that's gotten kind of pushed back a little bit? You want to address oh, okay. uh, an well, upcoming yeah, event for next year? So we just want to tease something out. I guess that's the point here. Okay. So, yeah, uh, yeah, our good. our dear friend, uh, everyone who listens to the show is aware of the the activity of lunting, and uh, lunting has kind of become this uh, incredible uh, opportunity 
opportunity to experience the outdoors while smoking your pipe. Uh, lunting, if you're not familiar, it means, uh, you know, walking while smoking your pipe, strolling while smoking your pipe. But, you know, it's kind of taken on a life of its own, right? It's its own uh, uh, outdoorsmanship, uh, you know, hiking, kayaking, uh, all these things while smoking a pipe. Man, it's just uh, there's such a passion for folks that love their pipe so much they want to take it into pristine nature and enjoy that kind of environment with it. And and, and also it, it helps promote the hobby, right? It's, uh, you know, folks out there on the trail, they're seeing you enjoy uh, these beautiful things, uh, you know, pipe smoking and uh, the incredible act of enjoying, you know, the, the Lord's creation and all this other stuff. Man, uh, we I had the pleasure this week of, of hanging out with Scott Beidler, who came down to Jackson. He was passing through. Uh, awesome. Scott, of course, is the uh, president and founder of the International Lunting Society. And we've talked, you know, with Scott, of course, on the air uh, recently, as a matter of fact. You know, he's just a great guy, such a tender heart and, and such a passion for the pipe and for outdoors. It just has a really awesome family. They're really good people. One of those guys that uh, if you ever interact with Scott, uh, both online or in person, you're just immediately encouraged. And he's just one of those people. But um, anyway, Scott, Scott and, and, and I were. I, we just want to tease out that we're cooking something up, and it's going to be probably for the first quarter of, of next year, 2020, which will be the, the Country Squire's 50th anniversary. And it will maybe, probably, likely uh, be in our geographic area, ah. and, and we are really excited about it. We're just teasing that out there a little bit. We just want folks to be kind of aware. You know, if you're um, if you're a Lunting fan, if you're a, if you're a pipe fan, if you're an outdoors fan, and uh, ne- maybe never have really connected those things together, and are looking for an excuse to meet some other awesome pipe enthusiasts, just kind of keep that first part of next year kind of uh, you know maybe maybe sectioned off there a little bit on your calendar. And uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be talking more about that later, but. We're really excited. Scott and I were uh, scheming people get together. All, all kinds of interesting things can happen. So. <laughs> well said. Well said. Man, that's exciting. Okay. Yep. That's, uh, man, that, that that has the potential to be a seed that might blossom into something far larger than you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Or it could just be a really fun time in Jackson. Who knows? We'll, no, we'll that's right. Out yeah. We'll find out more as we go along. <laughs> uh, all right. Then, man, finally, um, in terms of uh, news and everything, and, ter- and, and also just kind of teasing up, we do have a uh, another episode coming soon. Uh, Uh, In our Pipe Culture Places series. Now, this is a series where we've uh, kind of just began. We've kind of explored what are some different places that people enjoy their pipes. Yeah. And uh, we're we're kind of doing a a focused, I don't know if you want to call it a debate. I don't know if you want to call it a discussion. I don't know if you want to call it anything. But suffice to say, this episode is going to be the man cave versus the study discussion. Uh, So (laughs) if you've got some thoughts on the man cave, if you have some thoughts on the study, if you have some thoughts on the concept, concept of these two being uh at at odds with each other or maybe you believe them to be similar or at least in line with one another one way or the other we want to hear your thoughts so uh send those into the show show at countrysquireradio.com i just put the uh, pipe culture in the subject line and that way we'll be able to to find it but uh yeah we want to hear your thoughts on the man cave and the study for that upcoming episode now, I would be remiss if before we jumped into this episode, we didn't mention, of course, that we've got some brand new Country Squire Radio International Club members joining at the Squire level. Oh, Give yeah. it up. Toby Spry, Cody yeah. R. DeWitt. DeWitt, I think. De- yeah, De- I, th- I, think, I, I think you said it right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, there was, uh, what's, what's the character from SNL that uh, Keenan plays with... Um, uh, he, he goes, it's, he's a pipe smoking character. He's one of the few pipe smoking characters on SNL. 
And uh, he's like this movie buff. But I think it's like his name is like Marcus De what or something of that nature. <laughs> so whenever I see a De something, it always reminds me of that character. But anyway, yes, <laughs> Cody and Toby, welcome to the International Country Squire Radio Pipe Club. And especially yeah, at the man. level, you guys are awesome. Yeah, that's great. Of course, we could not do uh, what we do every single week uh, without support from members of the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. And uh, are just so thankful for that. So if you're interested in joining, go to patreon.com slash Radio and uh, man, be a part of what we're building here. We'd, uh, we'd love to have you and would be really honored. Man, I know it's from our perspective. It's been a couple of weeks, but we've had a lot of, lot, lot, of, lot of news going on and everything. All that housekeeping, though, is out of the way. Man, we have got a great episode to dive into this week. We are going to be doing kind of a pipe smoking one-on-one based on some recommendations that we've gotten in the past. Specifically, yeah. we're talking about choosing the right cut of tobacco for the right bowl size you know maybe you're somebody who is out there and you're wanting to kind of explore a lot of different cuts or maybe you're somebody who's out there and you think man i've got this one pipe and i want to make sure i'm getting the right tobacco for it or maybe you're somebody out there still who's got several different bowl sizes and you want to start getting a little bit more um refined in your experience (laughs) this is that 101 exploration into the proper tobacco cuts for the proper bowl shapes and sizes boy talk about a nerd uh, like topic, you know what I mean? Like th- this is this is about as uh, pipe, uh, you know, I- exquisite nerdum as, as you can get because we're mm. we're we're talking about a couple of things here, right? So p- folks look at pipes and they're like, well, I see different uh, pipe shapes, but I don't know how on earth that would affect uh, how you smoke a different type of tobacco, right? And then you've got uh, folks that are like, well, aren't all pipe tobaccos are just kind of the same? You know, they're 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 cut similarly, the moisture levels are, are similar, and they burn the same, and all this kind of stuff. It's just folks, you know, maybe new new pipe smokers don't fully understand or aren't aware of. And so, um, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about the uh, shapes of these different pipe bowls and what way it might pair best with some of your favorite tobaccos that are out there. So, you know, everyone looks at a, a pipe and they're like, why would a pipe shape affect the, you know, how your pipe smokes? Like if it's a billiard or if it's a bulldog, uh, you know, we've got a Canadian, a Levat, bent pipe, straight pipe. We're, we're not really talking about those things as much right now, right, Bo? We're talking more about the shape of the bowl, the the, yeah. the, cham- the chamber, as it were, right? So when you get dimensions of a pipe, you, you look at the dimensions. You've got the length, the height, and the height generally means the, the out- exterior of the bowl, but then you've got a chamber depth and a chamber width, right? And so th- those are different from the size of the bowl. You've got, you know, this uh, chamber. Is it a big chamber? Is it a small mm. chamber? You can have a, a huge chunk of briar with a very small tobacco chamber in it, and, and that, you know, will greatly affect the quality of your smoke and all that type of thing. We had a Seriacopo event at the Squire recently, right? They, uh, you know, uh, brought just, uh, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens of pipes. And uh, some of the ones that stood out were literally, you know, the size of, um, I, don't, I don't know, something you would bludgeon someone with, you know. <laughs> these, oh, were, wow. yeah. these were like two-hander pipes, right? And, and you know, but the, the, the bowl size on them, though, was very normal. And so, um, you know, we're kind of divorcing the size of the pipe itself from the size of the, of the chamber there um that's good i was i was curious as to how like you know how best to define it and i think honestly just the the overview that you just said in terms of the various ways in which someone might define the shape size style of a pipe there's a good distincting distincting factors i mean i i recently had a calabash that i was smoking and i was really excited to get in there and thought man this is going to take a day though just with the (laughs) the size of the bowl 
but you pack it in and it's like oh no the actual chamber itself is is quite small this is almost yeah. like a taster pipe more than anything else so a- yeah that's absolutely good. yeah one of our one of our local friends uh father andy you know who we mentioned a lot on the air because he's such a, a dear friend and supporter but he bought a calabash gosh it's probably been about a year ago now and you know was disappointed in the experience because he he realized after he started smoking it that man this is actually kind of a small pipe right this actually kind of a even though it's a large pipe and you know from the profile uh, the bowl is just not very big and so uh you know that kind of to that point so a lot of folks you know isn't uh bowl sizes and shapes isn't that kind of a subjective thing like, oh, well, you know, this a wide bowl smokes this type of tobacco better or a, a deep bowl smokes this type of tobacco better. And, um, you know, maybe there is some it, there obviously is some subjectivity there, right? You're we always say your mileage may vary. That's <laughs> kind of the uh, the thing we want to, you know, say, obviously, you have to, you know, do your own research, find your own tobaccos, find your own, um, you know, uh, things that work best for you. But um, but, you know, even though it is subjective to some sense, there, there are, you know, when, when people start choosing the same thing over and over, you know, if you took a survey and, and, and a lot of people said the exact same thing about it, you, you start to correlate, well, okay, maybe there are some, um, maybe there are some correlations here that uh, make sense, right, as far as this goes. And so we're just going to talk about that and, um, you know, best practices and, and maybe it'll help you and, and maybe it'll spur you to do some of your own uh, smoking and research and all that kind of thing. We obviously have different bowl sizes, uh, you know, and just to to go over those we'll talk about like a wide and a shallow bowl so we're talking about something that's closer to an inch in diameter and uh you know kind of on the shallow end under under an inch uh deep and then we've got a wide and deep bowl so something that you know is is the same but maybe over an inch deep and uh or or, or much deeper and within that wide and deep range uh we've got a uh kind of the standard bowl shape that almost uh trying to describe it it almost uh mimics like a basin it's just what you think of as a standard oh. bowl shape, okay, uh, and then there's a conical bowl shape, right? How would you say, Bo? It kind of kind of points down, and so it tapers down. Does that make sense? So not like a, it's not a full on cone type situation. Yeah, but it, but it, it does have a conical uh, appearance to it, and so it the bowl will narrow down. Right, uh, the chamber will narrow as it gets closer to the draft hole. Um, huh. If you can okay. kind of envision that, yeah. And then we have a narrow and shallow bowl. So imagine a bowl that you know has a has a smaller opening at the top, but then you know, is um, is also, you know, not not particularly deep and then a narrow and deep bowl. Right. One that is narrow, mm-hmm. uh, but has a, you know, maybe an inch over an inch, uh, you know, a, a, a drill depth to it before you get to the uh, the draft hole down there. And anyway, all these different bowl sizes. Why would we talk about that? Surely that doesn't make a difference in the type of tobacco you smoke. If you put your favorite aromatic in any of those, it'll smoke the same. If you put your favorite English blend in any of those, it'll smoke the same. Well, you know, over time, people have kind of determined that there's a correlation to um, you know which tobaccos smoke better in which of these in, of these shaped uh, chambers, and so wider bowls tend to have uh, thicker walls. It helps with the structure of the pipe, but it also makes uh, it a little cooler on the hand, which is something to keep in mind as you're smoking uh, some of your favorite tobaccos. Maybe a tobacco that smokes hotter. Wide bowls also tend to be good for chunky and uh, you know chopped, thick cut, cube cut tobacco. These are uh, think about you know the the area that you need. If you're, you know, shoving your favorite tobacco into this pipe, uh, the area that you're going to need to uh, lay it in there uh, appropriately for it to 
um, you know, not just pack uh, evenly, but also to help the flame kind of catch, help the leaves catch each other on fire kind of while they're burning. Yeah. Uh, does that make sense? It um, does. Although I do wonder, I mean, like, is is there probably some merit in, in if, if you're prepping, I mean, we won't, we don't have to go like too deep into this, but if you're prepping yeah. cube cut, like the process as well. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, if you are prepping the tobacco, you know, you have the opportunity there to, you know, tear it apart to a different variety. We'll get to that later kind of if, okay. if you're yeah. talking about like flight tobacco or something of that nature. But, you know, a lot of times, though, these tobaccos, they're chopped pretty thickly. Right. And so, uh, you know, think of your favorite um, burly blend your maybe your favorite aromatic, uh, your favorite English blend that's got a lot of different ingredients in it. Maybe some uh, thick cut uh, Latakia along with some, um, you know, thicker cut burly and some, uh, you know, more generous cuts on uh, things like Virginia's and Oriental tobaccos, things of that nature. And so uh, anytime you're introducing a lot of different leaves into a blend, it's a really complex blend. Um, you know, those tobaccos are all, they're kind of different. They need more room to spread out and uh, as they're as they're burning, kind of cross-pollinate each other, right? And so, um, you know, a wider bowl can be good for those, particularly English blends that tend to be a little, um, you know, a little chunkier and, you know, just need some of that. You know, also an, an aromatic, they tend to build a little more cake because of the, you know, moisture content in aromatic tobaccos. And so as you're uh, smoking aromatic tobacco, a lot of times a wider bowl uh, can be helpful for that because you are going to need more space, not just for the cake, but also, you know, the tobacco itself might be stickier. It might kind of clump together a little more mm, uh, yeah. easily. And so there, if you have a narrow bowl, it's going to, uh, you know, the opportunity to kind of clog that available smoking space, uh, it might might be there. And so, you know, we, we think of, you know, a, a medium to large size bowl, um, you know, as something that's going to be better for your typical uh, air, aromatic tobacco, one of your favorite uh, burly blends, or uh, maybe a thick cut uh, English Balkan blend, something like that. So the depth of the bowl, a lot of that with a wider tobacco can really come up to like how much you're really wanting to smoke. You know, at that point, it's more of a, well, are you wanting a, uh, you know, a long smoke, a short smoke, that kind of thing. And so uh, the width of it is really uh, the only thing you're thinking about. The the depth of it is just more of a function of uh, how long you want to sit there. The only thing with that, though, is that, you know, with the tapered conical style bowl uh, that you might find in like a really wide chamber, the leaves there, it's forcing as the bowl gets deeper, those leaves to kind of kind of stick together a little closer. Um, and my experience is that it's going to stay lit a little easier. The wider bowl that's tapered is going to stay lit a little easier uh, as you go through the, the bowl, which would make sense, right? It kind of uh, forces the tobacco together, um, you know, towards the, the bottom of the bowl there. But, you know, it's um, it's it's one of those things where as it's as the bowl is narrowing, that cone is kind of coming down to the draft hole there at the bottom. Um, you know, you've got an intensity of flavor that's building. And some people might experience a little more ashiness. Uh, some people might experience uh, just a more intense flavor. You've got that kind of narrowing of the tobacco, all that heat being forced into one little space. And so, um, so the flavor may be affected by that. That's just something to kind of keep in mind. 
Um, That's good, yeah. Now, if you have a if you have a narrow bowl, a lot of times folks find this uh, better for uh, Virginia tobaccos. Tobaccos also that are you know more narrow cut. Uh, taller bowls are nice for Virginias. Um, this is particularly true for the ribbon cut tobaccos and ones that are are finely torn apart. If you think about the mechanics of this, again, I, I'm not a, a physicist, and I did also didn't stay at a you know Holiday Inn Express last night. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're a physicist. Uh, enthusiast. I've always taken you as such. Well, you know, that's right. That's enough to be dangerous, you know, as I sit here, you know, <laughs> recording in the future nursery of baby Cole, you know. Yeah, I know lots about this kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, the but you think about it, the if the if the narrowness of the bowl, um, you know, the, as as you're puffing this, as you're you're concentrating, there, there's less opportunity for oxygen to get into the chamber, correct? If it's if it's narrow at the top and, and particularly if it's taller, you know, the tobacco down towards the the bottom of the chamber on on deeper into the chamber there is going to have less of an opportunity to be exposed to that oxygen. And so you, you kind of have this effect where and and then also as you puff the air as it's going through the the tobacco chamber it's kind of it's it's just much more concentrated and so what what happens is you have all the tobacco typically being burned and lit much more evenly right so it's even it's it's has the opportunity to bake kind of in that chamber more because it's going to get a little hotter you know it helps you uh, as a virginia smoker someone that's smoking tobaccos that have uh, maybe much more you know homogeneous characteristics it's just all virginia puro for instance or something you know it, it's probably going to help you sip that tobacco easier and keep it lit a little easier this is good for tobaccos that have i think you know personally kind of a, a high natural sugar content um, because you know you don't have to work the tobacco as hard to keep it lit with a, a wider bowl you're going to have to puff probably a little more uh, to keep it lit because the the leaves are thicker they're farther apart and so you're just going to need a little more space for that and and more opportunity for them to go out with that tall narrow chamber it's going to stay lit maybe a little easier it but you know it, it's going to help you sip that tobacco so it's kind of a kind of an interesting paradox right you've got uh, the narrow leaves go better uh, in a narrow chamber. Uh, the, the wider, chunkier cut leaves go better in a wider chamber. Um, but then you also... Uh, you know, the the wider chamber is going to have the tendency to or maybe the necessity to be puffed quicker, whereas the benefit of a narrow chamber is you can puff it slower, which just happens to be a good thing because, you know, Virginians need to be sipped like that. They need to be babied along as you as you smoke them. So anyway, just uh, just something to keep in mind there. You know, the sipping of that tobacco can be can be really good. Um, you know, and, and then, you know, a lot of folks will say a tall cylindrical chamber is good for these Virginia leaves. One of my favorite things to, to do, actually, is to smoke a Virginia uh, flake out of a kind of a short chamber. And and the reason I like that, a short, more narrow chamber, we're talking like maybe a maybe a 13, 16 inch uh, drill there, is that I can cram a lot of flake tobacco down in there. As it is lit, as it, you know, starts to burn, the, the flakes, uh, you know, as they expand, it'll slowly kind of rise up over uh, the top of the bowl. So you'll start to see the, the leaves of these tobaccos kind of slowly fluff up over the top of the bowl and um you know that with that narrow chamber you kind of get a greater effect of that especially if you're not wanting to smoke there for two hours or something uh just kind of a narrow short chamber something that uh is maybe an inch deep or something uh i've got a, a prince uh savinelli punto oro and also a uh, kind of a pot shaped 
um, narrow but short uh, stand well that I really like to smoke these flake tobaccos out of. And um, man, they're just really satisfying when you're, um, you know, cramming these uh, kind of chunky flake leaves down into this narrow bowl. And then as you smoke it, because it's kind of a kind of a squat bowl, those those leaves start to kind of puff up over the top and um, create this little plume. It's really really nice, and um, it's something that I think all flake smokers know exactly what I'm what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, that's what you um, want, man. That's what you want. That's what you want. What's what's the crux of it, right? You know, your mileage may vary. It's one of those things where if you're smoking, um, you know, certain types of tobacco, you're going to experiment and have a variety of different pipes. But on on average, you know, the the typical uh, regular you know pipe smoker that has you know a, a few miles under his belt, not the first time around the block kind of thing, is probably going to say a thicker, chunkier cut tobacco is going to go better in a wider bowl and a more um, you know finely cut ribbon cut tobacco is going to go better in a more narrow bowl and then you know that you can kind of refine that as you go on so the more you you know if you're dealing with uh, you know Virginia leaves they kind of might be better in that narrow bowl because uh, of the you know it forces you to sip the tobacco it's going to um, you know burn a little slower uh, that bigger bowl is going to force you to take more puffs to, to keep it lit which uh, it might be necessary for your favorite English blend or your favorite uh, aromatic tobacco. All that being said, uh, you know, there are people that will swear that it doesn't make a difference at all. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as you're smoking your pipe, it's just, uh, you know, one of those things where, hey, it's your pipe and, and it's your favorite tobacco. And, you know, they don't necessarily correlate. But so just smoke, uh, smoke what goes best out of out of whatever. And, um, you know, your mileage may vary. But I think uh, I think it's a good place to start. You know, if you are looking for that perfect, uh, let's say, English blend pipe, you, you may want to try a wider bowl. I think it'll be helpful for you. <laughs> that's good. No, I think that's really, really helpful, especially for those that are uh, wanting to up their their tobacco. Well, I, I hate to say like up their, their taste game or up their tobacco game because, you know, smoke what you like. But I mean, at the same time, you know, you like to expand your uh, expand well, your horizons. And, and one thing to think about, you know, a lot of folks, they might smoke... Um, a certain type of tobacco and they're frustrated because everyone else raves about it, but they just can't enjoy it, uh, you know, or haven't, you know, been able to figure out how to enjoy this particular tobacco. Maybe they can't keep it lit. Uh, maybe the flavor is, uh, you know, just not right for them. So this might be one more thing to try to, you know, kind of fine tune that. And man, I've got this tobacco I can't keep lit or uh, it burns my tongue. Well, maybe try to pair it with the correct uh, bowl size. Maybe that's something you haven't done yet and see if that helps. Right. Um, see if that's a uh, see if that's something that can, um, you know, help you enjoy the process a little more. It's good, man. Well, man, no, this is really good. Hopefully this is a, a good, uh, you know, I, like I said, I hope hopefully this is good for the, uh, you know, the smoker that's looking to expand their horizon and want to make sure they've got the right equipment for the various uh, tobaccos that they're trying. But also, you know, it's I think it's good for the newcomer as well. Uh, arguably, some of the concepts here might be considered a little bit more advanced than 101. But at the same time, I don't know. I, I think I think I think you nailed it, man. I think I think this is like right <laughs> where you want to be if you've like listened to some of the other 101 uh, podcasts as well. Thank you, brother. <laughs> at least I hope that's the case. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, it, it's good. You know, it's always a good opportunity just to uh, kind of fine tune around the edges, maybe try something different, particularly if you're just looking for that next uh, twist.
tweak to figure out how to enjoy your uh, pipe smoking experience a little more. All right. All right. So, so let me ask you this, like, like beyond cuts, if I was smoking a bowl, like, a, like, let's say I had a small bowl, a little bowl, like just a tiniest little devil of a bowl and I was smoking <laughs> some tobacco, do you know, like, do you have any recommendations for that per se? Yeah. Yeah, man. If, if you're looking for that littlest devil of a bowl, the tiniest uh, devil of a bowl, just, the little just, devil, just the tiniest one, you, you may be interested in the little devil from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> That's right, man. Just as the name implies, this is uh, this little devil will get you set up. It is a uh, it's a nice small bowl, but it's also a nice little good smoke as well. I've got, I believe, two little devils in my yeah. uh, in my collection that I've uh, put uh, definitely a lot of uh, mile on, miles on. But uh, a great way to get a good clean smoke and a good taste of whatever tobacco that you're enjoying. And the little devil, of course, from our friends at Missouri Meerschaum, it's a great way to let the good folks at Missouri Meerschaum know that you appreciate them for sponsoring the show when you smoke yours this week and uh, post your picture out on, on the Twitters and such. We will uh, retweet those out and uh, yeah, showcase your love for the devil, the, the little devil. The little devil. Yeah. From Missouri Meerschaum. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to know because the, you know, the little devil has kind of that, uh, you know, medium to smallish bowl. Um, it's, you know, kind of a short bowl to uh, what, what folks would say would be, um, you know, one of their favorite tobaccos to smoke out of that particular pipe. If it's a, uh, if it's an aromatic, if they uh, feel like it's pretty versatile, that would be, that'd be great feedback. So we'd love to hear that. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C., As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Pipe question of the week. 
All right, man, we got a great pipe question this week coming in from Corey Reader. Corey says, hi, Bo and John David. First of all, congratulations on a fantastic show, even as it enters into this new era. Uh, congrats to the York family on the new move to Texas. Thank you. And John David, congratulations on the baby. Children. <laughs> Children are a blessing. And my three girls have been a constant source of joy, humor, and of course, sanctification. John <laughs> David. John David, I've got a two-part question. Uh, I've been trying to expand my palate and learn to appreciate the nuances of Virginia's and Virginia Perique blends. Something I have noticed is that the flavors are strong and even sweet during the first half of the bowl. However, yeah. however, on the halfway point, especially after relights, the flavor is dulled. The sweetness is gone, and it's almost as a charred flavor. Is this normal and expected, or does it reflect poor technique on my part? Uh, is there any way to keep the flavors constantly throughout? And then as a follow-up question, uh, I know you love Virginia's. I really enjoy go or like Golden Slice and Escudo. What are some other blends that you uh, would recommend that I try? Yeah, man, gr great question, Corey. Uh, Corey, man, good friend of the show, longtime listener, and um, it, we're, we're grateful for you. Um, yeah, so there's what you're experiencing is not out of the out of the ordinary, right? You've got uh, this tobacco that uh, builds a very fine ash, uh, as Virginias uh, do. They're very clean, and so they just as they burn are going to uh, build a very fine ash. They also have a lot of natural sugar, and as they caramelize in that bowl, uh, you know, it, on through the baking process in that little chamber, as we talked about earlier. Um, you know, they, they tend to get sweeter and sweeter and more and more enjoyable. And then they just kind of kind of die. <laughs> 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 and, and, and they just kind of get to the point where, um, you know, if you're um, if you get deep enough in that bowl, um, you know, they, they can start to taste a little ashy and a, and a little uh, overcooked, as it were. And really, that's what they are. They're a little little ashy and overcooked. So, um, you know, uh, that's why a lot of folks enjoy these smaller, uh, smaller bowls for Virginia's, because you're not going to sit there and, uh, you know, smoke a, a Virginia, particularly for two and a half hours, uh, perhaps. Well, that's just interesting. So it's really more about the time than it is the like the space in the bowl itself well like, it's, it's not there's not necessarily a sweet spot per bowl it's more about a sweet timing it, it, it's some of both i think like we talked about in the episode today um you, you know Corey, you may find some um it benefit to smoking it in a more narrow uh bowl because it'll force you to sip those tobaccos uh slower and it'll force you to and and and, the, and then also the tobaccos will burn uh more evenly more consistently um and so i, I would i would try that you know and and anytime you don't have to relight your pipe uh more and more uh, those flavors are going to maintain their pristine uh you know sweetness like that and so you know you talked about you know kind of tasting uh more charry more dulled uh less sweet after the relight and i think that's there's something to be said there those those relights can be really hard on that delicate uh you know sugar filled tobacco so um so maybe try different bowl size but also just know that what you're experiencing is not uh, uh, not out of the ordinary, right? Mm. Um, you know, that is, uh, you know, just one thing you'll have to have to remember. There are different packing methods you can use on Virginia's that might help. Uh, some people like the little cannonball method where you take your uh, kind of, uh, cr you know, curled up flaky leaves and roll them into a little ball and then just kind of poke it down in the top of the pipe. Uh, that may help uh, help it as well, just so it doesn't
doesn't uh, you know conglomerate into a big big pool of uh, fine Virginia ash there at the bottom of the bowl. You know, it, there again, you know, tobacco pipe tobacco is relatively inexpensive, and so um, and and you don't want to do it if um, you know you don't want to smoke it just for the sake of smoking it. You want to enjoy it. Uh, what you're doing, it's you know life's too short to power through a a bowl of ashy tobacco, right? <laughs> and and so uh, man, yeah, you know, smoke your smoke your pipe until you enjoy it, and if you find typically that the last third of that bowl, uh, for whatever reason, just uh, you know, tends to be a little more bitter, pungent, uh, not enjoyable. Man, just just chunk it out and load up another pipe. You know, I think uh, uh, you you won't be um, you know you won't be seen as uh, you know lesser for that. And I think frankly, a lot of pipe smokers probably do that. You know, so as far as keeping the flavors consistent throughout, um, you know, just uh, you'll you'll have to think about some of those things we we talked about just then. As far as Virginias go, uh, you know, I know you you mentioned Orlick Golden Slice, Escudo, some uh, very venerable blends that we love and and, and smoke a lot of. Um, others others you ought to try. Golly, uh, you know, there's just a lot of a uh, lot of different ones. The uh, St. James Flake from Sam Gaywith, uh, you know, very um, uh, popular blend. It's got a nice chunk of Perique in there. The um, the Solani 633, they're uh, a yellow uh, selection. It is just so good, man. It's it's naturally sweet tobacco, but it also has that uh, real hefty dose of Perique in there. It's just almost a, um, gosh, just a Virginia Perique lover's caricature, you know? <laughs> just a, a really good tobacco to try. Other mm. ones might be, you know, Luxury Navy Flake from Peter Stokeby, Stonehenge Flake from GL Peace, things like that. Of course, we've talked too in the past about some of my favorite Virginias, which include Vowen, uh, Virginia Flake. It's just a real buttery, creamy Virginia Flake that I'm obsessed with. Uh, lots of natural sweetness. And then also Mac Baron Pure Virginia, which is a fantastic tobacco. It has uh, just a lot of character. I, I tend to call it the Chardonnay of Virginia Flake tobaccos. <laughs> it's, you know, judge me as you will. But somehow some other... that'll still come back on me, I'm sure. Yeah, no, I, and as it should. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, uh, just some options for you, Corey. Thanks for thanks for writing in. Yeah, excellent question, Corey. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week for us, be sure to send it in show at countrysquireradio.com. Again, that's show at countrysquireradio.com. Quick fire with the squire. All right, man. Quick fire questions. These are great. Uh, these are coming in from Anonymous. Uh, who, oh. Uh, he, he gave us... Are they so embarrassing calling... that they don't want to be uh, associated with them? Well, I don't want to speak for him, but a lot of this, I think this kind of qualifies as one of our listeners who uh, may be in ministry and doesn't want their name getting out there. Oh, okay. That sort of, okay. That sort of situation. No, that's good. Um, yeah. All right. So here we go. This is great, though. This is a game show edition. So are you ready to play? Quick fire questions. All right. <laughs> Let's make a deal. <laughs> With Monty David, Hall. You, I mean, Bo York. <laughs> <laughs> do you choose door number one, door number two, or door number three? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I, I'll go with door number three. I feel like, you know, if you choose one or two, that's kind of where most people think they've put the good stuff. But number three, it's kind of like the best for last. So I'll, I'll go with door mm. number three. All right. So here's my thing. Everybody, I mean, two is the most obvious. Three, for all the reason you just said, makes sense as a close second. But because one is the one that gets overlooked the most, I'm going with one. That's okay. where the goods are. That's okay. what I'm saying. You think that's where the new car is behind? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Number two, Jeopardy. True Daily Double or Play It Safe? Um, Golly, I, I, I don't know. I guess Play It Safe. 
safe? I mean, I, I don't know enough about Jeopardy to <laughs> to be able to feel like I can really gamble on this. But uh, yeah, I, I have a hard enough time with Jeopardy, you know, trying to think of having to answer with a question. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> what 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 is play it safe? Right. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one. Uh, you know, the you just I don't know that I got the smarts to be able to, to make that kind of move. All right. Wheel of Fortune. Solve or spend for more money. Gosh, man, I'm a I'm a pansy. I, I'm going to solve, man. I, I you know, I, <laughs> bird in hand, like, you know, you've got the, the, I would be the guy that would spin the wheel and it would go to that little narrow bankrupt, you know, sliver. <laughs> There's like one in sixteen hundred chance that you'll land on that one. And I and I land on that one and lose my kids college fund. You know, man, I'm yeah. going to solve the puzzle. <laughs> well, and, and as much as I have what uh, my my uh, my grandfather used to call York luck, not the one that passed, but uh, my, my father's father yeah. used to call it York's luck. Um, I would definitely spend that money, spend for more money. And it's not, I would act like it's because I'm going for the big money, but it's really because I'm dyslexic. And even though there's only one letter left, I still don't know what it is. So that's, <laughs> that's why I'm doing that. Oh, that's fantastic. Password. Does Bo give the clues or John David give the clues? Um, I don't know what password is, but um, I think I, I think I would be I think you would be better at giving clues. So I'll, I'll let you give the clues. Yeah, I'm, I think password predates us. I, I could be wrong. Maybe this is a current uh, game show, but I, I, I but based on the context of the question, I think you're right. And I, I agree. I think I would probably give the clues. It'd be interesting, though, like to figure out which one of us like thinks are thinks are hmm, which one of us has a better perception of how the other one's mind works. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because. Because it's not just giving the clues. It's also you got to think about, no, I got to give a clue that this person would actually get. Right. And so you have to kind of push yourself there. I, th- I think I could probably get the clue. Yeah. I think no, that's good. All right. And finally, who wants to be a millionaire? Uh, <laughs> John David Cole, would you rather phone a friend? That friend is Brian Levine. Or ask the CSR <laughs> audience. Oh, wow. So do, do I get to phone Brian Levine for the answer or ask the CSR audience? Um, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's tough because, I, you know, Brian... Um, he, 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 he's actually really, for all the grief we give him, he's a smart guy, you know, he is. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, and he's well-read and, uh, man just knows a lot. I, I don't know. We, our, our broader CS audience, CSR audience though. Um, I think I'd have to go with that. I mean, I, man, I, all, all my love for Brian and his brilliance, but, um, I mean, gosh, it just, the this, the variety of the CSR audience. Mm, um, yeah, yeah I, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to go with that. I mean, just, just more, uh, opportunity in numbers. Yeah. I, I'm thinking. So it's one of these things, right? Because like the the audience that we have here, as you say, the 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 wealth of knowledge is vast and all over the place. And even if it's say something like pipes, like let's say the question is pipes or even just tobacco, I think I'd probably go with the audience unless Yeah, I don't know though. Well, if the question was a pipe industry question, then I would phone up Brian Levine. Yeah. Maybe or, so. Or if it was about Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> right. Name the uh, you know, tobacco created at Disneyland in nineteen. 19- 84, you know, on whatever. Yeah, that would be that would be a Brian question. No, I I, I think, uh, gosh, if, if it were a pipe specific question, um, man, it'd be I, I'd, I'd probably pull for Brian. But in general, I think I'd probably have to go with the CSR audience, man. We okay. got 
we got people that are involved in everything, dude. I mean, I, you know, just from, I mean, <laughs> yes. it's, it is, it is bizarre. We have so many dear friends from, uh, you know, lobbyists and special interest groups to, uh, you know, teachers that want to keep and pastors that want to keep their, uh, <laughs> you know, their identities hidden, uh, you know, surgeons and, and, uh, you know, bankers. And I mean, we, we, we got it all. I think there's a lot of bases to be covered there. This is very true. This is very true. All right. Excellent. Uh, quick five questions from anonymous. Hopefully we'll get some more from you. Uh, and, uh, Hey, it's all right. It's all right. We, we will, if you don't want to put your name attached to it, that is fine. We, uh, we don't mind, uh, protecting your identity. So happy to do that for you. And, uh, yeah, if you got some pipe or if you got some quick fire questions for us, feel free to send those in show at country radio.com. Again, that show at country radio.com. Your thoughts, your comments, listener feedback. Listen to feedback coming in from Bib Bib Rex or Bin Bin Rex. There we go. Yeah. Uh, on iTunes. Uh, you, <laughs> you you might want to let me take this one, actually. Yeah. Uh, he says, JD and BY have great conversation and awesome material. There's literally times when I'm in traffic and dying laughing while people are looking over in awe. I'm learning a lot and my commutes feel shorter. I've got a toddler and lo- who loves Paw Patrol and the cartoon uh, the, that is the cartoon. And whenever quick fire question comes in, I get reminded of the cartoons. Ow! Paw Patrol roll. Ow! Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's why I wanted to do it instead of you. Uh, anyways, you can tell these guys are good friends, and I'm glad there's a podcast like CSR to help us grow and stay connected or stay current. Keep up the good work. Uh, first of all, uh, Ben Ben, thank you so much. Wonderful review. That's that's huge. Uh, second of all, John David, do you even know what Paw Patrol is? Yeah, no clue. No clue at all, although it, it may be in my near future. <laughs> I was about to say, it's coming. It's definitely coming. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Then, then, uh, man, uh, the next one up is actually from, uh, Cody, who of course, uh, DeWitt, who just became a, uh, Squire, uh, member of the, uh, the, uh, club here. So what did, what did Cody have to say? Cody, uh, Cody says, Hey guys, very excited to be a part of the country Squire radio community. I first found the podcast on Spotify after listening to the bulk of the backlog and having gained a ton of information as a new pipe smoker. I feel it important to support a podcast that I see as a vital part of furthering the pipe community and more specifically reaching out to a younger generation of pipe smokers like myself man that that is high praise dude that is really kind um he goes on to say it's very encouraging to hear about the relationship the show has with my local pipe club the furniture city pipe society uh, of course he's talking about our all our dear friends up there in uh in michigan both on the show and with the folks in the club itself it makes me feel like i'm a part of something much larger than the brick and mortar community that i support here in my hometown of grand rapids uh, hoping to make it a pilgrimage down to the Squire in the near future and would love to share my story of jumping into the pipe smoking realm. If it wasn't for the folks at Indian River Tobacco Traders, I would not be diving headfirst into this community like I have. I believe that there needs to be a balance between online outreach and local support mm. of brick and mortar uh, tobacconists and pipe clubs, and I'm very thankful to have found my online outlet through your podcast. Blessings, and that's from Cody DeWint up in uh, Michigan. So, man, you nailed it, brother. You absolutely yes. crushed it. Like, you know, having that 
that opportunity to support uh, your your local brick and mortar. There's no finer uh, pipe shop, you know, tobacconist that really knows about what they're doing uh, in America than than the folks at uh, Indian River Tobacco Traders. Just great guys up there, and we're we're so thankful for the community that they've built and uh, let us be a small part of. And, um, and you know, so we, man, c- continue to support them. And, and if you're in an area that's got a uh, you know pipe shop that's you know trying or a, maybe a cigar shop that's trying to get into the the pipe uh, you know realm, man, just support them, encourage them, and um, yeah, just just let us know how we can be a part of uh, of, of that and um, keep us posted. But C- Cody, that's great. Thanks so much, brother. Absolutely, Cody. We really appreciate that. And uh, man, it's so so true. Uh, wonderful. We we try very hard to make sure that as we are kind of growing the international uh, Country Squire Radio Pipe Club, that it's really you know it's it's not a replacement for your local pipe club. We we always want to make sure that um, you're getting connected to your local community Absolutely. there. And uh, yeah, and hopefully I'll be making my way out there again. I, you know, this last past year when I was up in uh, Grand Rapids, it was a brief trip. Um, you know, got to hang out with the Father Flames guys, but uh, wasn't wasn't able to do kind of the the normal meetup, but. Uh, this year we might be back on track and or in a different time of year. You know, that's the thing about a move, man. It throws everything off. But um, I, I cannot wait to get together with the good folks over there at uh, uh, Indian River uh, Traders because that's uh, it's a great, great shop, great community. Yep, yep. All right, man. So, uh, yeah, some excellent feedback. You know, we love getting all this wonderful feedback. Of course, especially those iTunes reviews. If you have not done so already, head over to iTunes and write us a review. I think currently we're at 333 uh, ratings on iTunes. So if yeah. you're the next one to review us, you'll put us over that magic number, which is totally fine. Definitely do that. Um, let's see if we can get to 444. That would be amazing. Dude, that'd be incredible. Uh, That's so great, man. You just think about all the um, awesome community that we've developed here and um, uh, those, those little chip-ins and, you know, feedback from our listeners they really make a big difference big time also we uh, love to hear out from you throughout the week you can follow me on twitter i'm at the real bow york i'm at john david cole or you can get us at the shop at at underscore country squire of course the show's handles at squire radio but all that information and more can be found at country radio.com uh all right man so uh great great stuff great way to uh educate the folks on getting ready for the right tobacco for the right size bowl yeah. and then also even just kind of the definition of uh you know sizing up your bowl and in, in terms of the chamber versus the bowl and managing those expectations as well i mean uh, excellent primer i i gotta be honest i was skeptical going into this episode yeah. no there's <laughs> a lot really of good info there's a lot of good content there i mean I, I think this is one of those places where um you know as you continue to fine-tune your uh pipe smoking journey Journey and experience, or uh, maybe you're looking for that one little thing to uh, make a certain tobacco a little more enjoyable. Uh, this is one thing to pay attention to, and uh, yeah, so hopefully, so hopefully it's helpful to someone. All right, well, hey man, let's go have a day. See you, brother. listening to Country Squire Radio, a member of the Pottery Network. For more information on this and other shows, please visit pottery.com.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.